This is Honest Math Chat, an elementary teacher podcast. Today's episode is number 10, reflection for teaching math in four ways you can start today. We're going to talk all about what reflection for teaching math looks like and why reflection is even worth your time. And then I'm going to give you four ways that you can start reflecting with your students today. Reflection is a key part of teaching students to grow their brains. When we can reflect on our mistakes and identify what went wrong and what was productive, then we can learn from that mistake. We can take that mistake and through reflection, use it to grow. I mean, John Dewey has my favorite quote, maybe of all time. It's, we do not learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. I am obsessed with reflection, but lately I've found that I've had to work extra hard to help my students see that mistakes are just that, a common part of our life experience. And lately I've noticed that my students are very set on getting the correct answer, doing all the problems perfectly and getting an A, even though most of them don't even know exactly what that means, except that's what my mom likes to see. And we've had to do a lot of work around what it means to learn. And I'm not sure at what point in our life we actually stop learning how to build the tower after it falls with a smile. Let me explain. (laughs) Have you ever watched like a two or three year old build a tower with blocks? Basically what they do is they build it up a few blocks high Then they set another block about half, like halfway on, you know, teetering on the edge. And soon it all crashes to the ground and they laugh and they maybe even like throw some blocks up in the air and joy. And then they start again, usually making the same mistake of placing the block just slightly wonky on the top. And then maybe like an adult or an older sibling mentions to them to carefully set the block on top so that it's stable. But the tower crashes again and the laughs and the excitement and the smiles and we're back to building again, right? Except this time, before the toddler sets the fourth block on the tower, they go slight, they go slow and they notice where they're putting the block. Still it crashes and this continues until the two or three year old's attention gets pulled away by something else. But this is the perfect example of how young people learn through play, through reflecting on play experiences by getting back up and trying again. There's no focus on getting it right and no worry when it all goes wrong and comes crashing down. We learn by doing, by trying again, by small changes along the way. So in our student-centered math classes, Let's create opportunities for students to do this type of reflection on their experiences. Opportunities for them to pause, look closely, consider, and then try something different. Reflection in math can be a simple opportunity for students to just reflect on what they've done and experienced or what they didn't do or what they got confused by. Reflection in math can be in many forms. It can be written, it can be verbal, silent, loud. It can be a group discussion or just a moment of silent thinking. It can be public or private. 
It can like literally be anything. (laughs) And reflection in math can be a lifelong skill. So why is reflection worth our time? Let's admit it. We all know reflection is important, but we don't do it because time is tight. But I'm here to tell you that reflections can be quick and you can fit it into your class period. So let's talk about three reasons why it's important to make time for reflection. And I'm going to show you how to work it in. So number one, reflection allows students to take ownership for their learning. The student gets to be the one that says, I'm not doing this well because I'm not trying. Or I really don't understand this part, but I really understand this part over here. That agency and ownership is exactly what we want for our students. So the second reason why reflection is worth our time is because it helps our students set attainable goals and then take steps to meet their goals. When students know what they are doing well and what is challenging, and they have had time to really reflect on their work and their process of doing work, then they have actual evidence to work from. Now, it's real hard to ask a kid to set a goal of what you want them to do better on when they haven't even thought about what they can and can't do in math. So taking the time to reflect allows them to set relevant goals. And the third reason why reflection is worth our time is because it can be used as a check for understanding. A quick check-in with students on their takeaways from the lesson. All right, so let's all agree that we're going to weave in reflection into our instruction and our, our daily routine. So those skills that I just listed and so many more are exactly what we want our students to be doing. However, we know there's time limits, right? We have a limited amount of time. Your pacing guides are screaming at you to keep going. And students aren't understanding the lesson. So would you rather spend time reflecting or conferencing and working in small groups and teaching? I get it. However, I'm here to argue with you. (laughs) None of that actually matters if kids don't reflect. Your pacing guide, teaching the next lesson, spending more time telling kids what to do, none of it matters if The students don't have time to process what they understand and what they don't. And they need time to think about why they understand or why they don't understand. All right, friend. So here's four ways that you can fit reflections into your daily routine. Number one, make simple visual self-reflections. This can be hand signals like zero to five or four corners of your room. I have my four corners marked um, agree, slightly agree, slightly disagree, and disagree. And I just have students move to the corner that best describes their thinking in the simple reflection. Number two, the second way that you can help your students reflect is to put it on their paper. At the top of the paper, next to your learning target or objective that you might have printed on the top, Put a thumb up and a thumb down and an okay emoji or put the numbers one, two, three, four and have students circle. Maybe put a face, a smiley face, a straight face, a sad face. 
and have them reflect. How did this assignment go? Number three, open-ended questions. All right. So you can ask one way I grappled today was blank or one thing I'm proud of is blank. These open-ended questions allow your students to reflect on their day's work, what they did well, and what they might, what was challenging for them. And the fourth way you can fit reflection into your daily routine is by using reflection trays for turning in work. I like to use three different trays. Um, a I got it tray, uh, oh, this was kind of challenging for me tray, or a help, I'm really struggling tray. Mine are color-coded green, orange, and pink, but you can make them whatever color you want and talk about that language with your students. Go through each day, hold up the green tray and say, put your paper in here if you understood this assignment, if you got it, if you think that you got them correct, if you could explain your thinking to teach someone else. Put it in the orange tray if today was a little bit of a challenge. You got some parts, but some parts were really hard for you. If you think that maybe you got some some wrong and you'd like to practice those more. Then hold up the pink tray and say, put this here as a signal to me to say, I need more help. Or I want to practice this with you. Or I was lost today. All of those things are okay. And it is okay to put your paper in any of these three trays. I love doing that one because you got to turn your paper in anyway. So why not use it as an opportunity to reflect? I would love to see how you work in reflection into your math classes. So snap a picture and share it on your stories on Instagram and then tag me in it, local.learners, or send me a DM and tell me what's working or send me your hardest question about reflection. Well, that was the chat for the day, friends. I hope that it filled you up, gave you some ideas to implement tomorrow, and that you felt like you were chatting with your math teacher bestie, because that's what it's all about. If you haven't downloaded my ebook yet, Five Steps to a Student-Centered Math Class, go right now, www.locallearnersandco.com slash ebook. You'll get five clear steps to engage your students and drive toward real deep math understanding. As always, if you have questions or comments, make sure to let me know. Check out the show notes. And then, of course, subscribe to the podcast because that's what you do with podcasts. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Peace, friend.